Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. I am going to be a dad, Perna. Not a joke, idiots. See this big, beautiful belly that is housing my child? This belly is currently called Jessica's Belly. But I am working on a deal for womb naming rights, just like an NFL stadium. Manscaped? Audible? Who wants to buy my wife's womb for a million dollars? Is that a fair price, Jess? A million? Yes. They just get the womb, they don't get the baby? Correct. <laughs> then deal. Deal. This is me announcing that I did sex correctly for the first time in my life. And I know the kid in here is mine because she, yes, we're having a girl, a little girl. She is supposed to be born the day the 2020 NFL season is scheduled to start. Honestly, if she is born during the Thursday night opener on September 10th, I will be thrilled as she will give me the greatest excuse on earth to not watch a fucking Chiefs and Texans game. Anything to say to the audience? Nope. Future mother. We're just excited we're, and grateful. We're very excited. Uh, we announced this on Patreon about a month ago. Uh, so you got to subscribe to Patreon to get all my pregnancy announcements. And I plan on having a lot more. <laughs> Very happy to announce it here on YouTube, make it official, just has to get back to work. But look at that belly. Thank you, honey. Now I'm not sure what kind of news can top that, but we've got hockey coming back, the weirdest version of the SBs we will ever see. And as you might expect, the new Raider Stadium is already a Petri dish for coronavirus. Jadavian Clowney has been telling the Browns to piss off and there are at least 20 bitters going after the XFL. That's good, Dad. Ooh. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Okay, the NFL is voting, or has already voted, on a bunch of possible rule changes. Uh, we know for sure the pass interference review rule is more dead than everyone's plans in 2020. And now I hope all of those memes die as well. Now, I'll probably have a video up about the NFL rule changes tomorrow after they are officially voted on today, later today. I'm shooting this before the vote. Uh, it honestly, it looks like nothing significant will change, but I will be here to be overly offended by whatever does change. Now, there are currently 15 active cases of the Rona at the Raiders Stadium, which unlike the Rams slash Chargers Stadium will still be finished on time. Uncharacteristically, I am not here to poo-poo on the Raiders Stadium. I actually think it looks dope as liddity diddity fuckity it fits the Raiders, and I will definitely be watching a game there one day. I mention this though, because I think it's a reminder of how hard it may actually be to have fans at games in 2020. The Raiders added a third construction shift to minimize the amount of people working on the stadium at once, added sanitation stations, and are still having people spread the virus. It sounds weird, but the Raiders are doing everything right and still can't completely stop this shit. 60 to 70,000 people all in one place seems like a disaster waiting to happen, but I guess we just have to wait and see where we will be in two months. Jadavian Clowney still hasn't signed with the team. He reportedly turned down a big offer from the Cleveland Browns. Adam Schefter stated that the Browns made Clowney the best offer he has received to date. 
Clowney did have surgery on his abs this offseason. He asked to have the Eddie Lacy removed that was starting to grow on his belly, and many teams are probably waiting to evaluate his health before making him an offer. At least, that's what Clowney believes. He also added, If I wanted to play for the third best team in a division, why would I move to Cleveland when I could move somewhere cool like L.A. and play for the Rams here on the West Coast? <laughs> Davian thinks L.A. is cool. He's got another thing coming. Now, there are reportedly around 20 bidders looking to buy the XFL. In the last episode, I noted that Vince McMahon would not be repurchasing his bankrupt league. But the way things are going, I am confident we will have XFL football in the spring. Which, if my future daughter wants the necessities to live like Gucci diaper bags, I need football to happen between February and the end of April, or I will be Vince McManning my own family for bankruptcy. Now, from St. Louis Battlecast, here is when we will know who makes the winning bid for the XFL. It is August 7th. It looks like interested bidders can bid July 30th. The auction will be held August 3rd. But at the auction, I hope all team mascots are present to make speeches about the American dream and saving a football league. Assuming sports resume to some sort of normalcy, XFL ball could be back in 2021 exactly the way we left it, minus the league's best player in P.J. Walker, who is, of course, with the Panthers now. Eli Manning continues to win Twitter. At Undo Circle was posting terrible drawings of Eli Manning and adding Eli Manning until he responded. It only took four attempts, probably because of my retweet. <laughs> Eli asked for more terrible drawings, and Undo Circle is delivering. Not incredibly important, but... The drawings speak for themselves. Now, much like the 2019 season, Joe Flacco will not be ready to start the 2020 season. Fortunately for the Jets, he's not their starting quarterback. However, this does make it all the more important for Sam Darnold to keep his tongue holstered until Flacco recovers from his neck injury. Otherwise, the Jets are going to be rolling with rookie quarterback James Morgan while Darnold double quarantines. Now, I bring this up again to make a point. I know nobody really cares about the flak attack, but I wanted to uh, address the Broncos fans slash conspiracy theorists that last year said Elway asked Flacco to fake his neck injury so they could finally force Drew Locke onto the field, which was stupid because they then forced Brandon Allen onto the field. And also, if you watch the game, you could visibly see Joe Flacco hurting with a fucking neck injury. Unless it's Jalen Ramsey, believe it when a player says he is hurt. Players aren't out there faking injuries. In fact, most of them are pretending to be healthy when their brains are bleeding like a liberal heart. How did injured players get into the quagmire of fake news bullshit? I don't know, but it's ridiculous. If this Flacco injury is fake, I do commend him for following through with a fake neck surgery and pretending he won't be able to start the season September 13th so he can just make one and a half million dollars for doing nothing. The true American dream. Also, I think Sam Darnold was really underrated last season. After he came back from mono, he had a 7-5 record overall, and in his last eight games, he was 6-2 and, and threw 13 touchdowns to four picks and ran for two more touchdowns. Unfortunately, all anyone remembers is the fact that he fucked a ghost like Demi Moore and got mono. But in reality, 
he finished the season very strong. Now, Megan Rapino, Sue Bird, and Russell Wilson will host the remote ESPYs. Bird shoots balls, Rapino kicks balls, and Wilson, of course, invented balls. If ESPN is trying to get their lowest viewership on the ESPYs to date, then they did the right job by picking Megan Rapino and Russell Wilson to host. We know that Russell Wilson, despite being the greatest freelancer on the field, is a Westworld robot when he steps off of it. Rapino is a great soccer player and part of the reason the U.S. women's team has dominated the World Cup recently. But off the field, or pitch, one might say, she's a walking BuzzFeed article. That's not a commentary on any of the issues she's vocal about. I agree with some of her ideas, and not just the one about finding women attractive. But I think it is a testament to ESPN's continued ability to alienate half of the country. Again, these will be done remotely, and the show is going to focus on celebrating heroism and humanitarianism instead of the top athletes of the last year. To which I say, boring. Boring, boring, boring. Quit trying to copy John Krasinski's Some Good News. I want to see Lamar Jackson highlights and a thousand cutaways to J.J. Watt in an empty theater not laughing at Russell Wilson's joke. Watt, by the way, has stated he is not seeking an extension with the Texans. When asked why, he said, Have you seen what the fuck Bill O'Brien has done to our team? He doesn't even know what a player extension is. Here's how I know ESPN lacks imagination and integrity. John Krasinski, for the YouTube show he created, a YouTube show a lot like mine, successfully got the entire cast of The Office back together. ESPN, for one of their biggest award shows, got Megan Rapino, Sue Bird, and Russell Wilson to host. Which would be great if they were part of a bigger ensemble. Where's Peyton Manning? Where's Gronk? Pat McAfee? Michael Jordan? Mike Vrabel? Mike Piazza? Anybody named Mike? All of the people who are actually entertaining. Probably on a list ESPN executives never made. Speaking of lists, please tweet at John Krasinski and tell him I should be on the short list for new hosts of Some Good News. I have literally been training for that job for the last eight years, and I believe I can do it. Now, one of the weird side effects of coronavirus is that it forces baseball players to forget how to play baseball faster than if their team owners were asking them to take massive pay cuts. Ted Williams wrote an entire book on how to swing a baseball bat and never even mentioned that you could do it like this. Obviously, this is off the charts torque, balance, and infinity style points. It's 100 times cockier than a bat flip. Everybody keeps talking about Patrick Mahomes' no-look pass. We'll try a no-look home run, Mahomes. All of the MLB players keep asking for more money or they won't play this season, but I guarantee none of them can even do this. Now, hockey is coming back, which sucks because Boston was in first place. I wish nothing but ill will for all Boston-based sports teams and was hoping this would end them for good. 
After two and a half months, we finally have an indication and a plan in place for actual American team sports to return. The NHL laid out a plan that will skip the rest of their regular season and skip straight to the 24-team playoff that will take place in two cities to be decided soon, but will be one of the following cities. Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, St. Paul, I'd I don't know about that now. Pittsburgh, Toronto, Vancouver. One of those. Uh, They don't currently have a timetable for exactly when the playoffs will start. They're thinking mid-July, I believe. But they will need a training camp to get the players back into hockey shape and help them relearn how to move on ice as opposed to solid, flat earth. Some players will even need to have their teeth that grew back punched right back out of their faces. The top teams will play for playoff seeding, which is cool, and the bottom teams in each conference will play in an elimination best-of-five series. Obviously, I'm not hugely knowledgeable in hockey like I am in football, where I am one of the most foremost football knowers in our game, but I can tell you this will be the highest-rated playoffs in their history. I do know that the NHL playoffs are incredibly entertaining, even though a 2014 playoff will involve hockey's equivalent of the 2019 Oakland Raiders being handed a shot to win the Stanley Cup. But with chaotic times in the world, call for chaotic times in sports, just so long as we get to see them again. And maybe I will do my first ever hockey video if this does happen. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Daddy Sports. Please subscribe here on the tubes. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna. If you care to follow me in those places, follow my writing partner at Guillermo Yabes on Twitter as well. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.